Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Elkanen. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Oh, we are in for a good one today, folks. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick. A lot of red on the screen, uh, which makes for an interesting show, which makes for an interesting morning. Uh, a lot to discuss today. We've, we've got a lot of stocks down. I'm looking at what's up, and I'm seeing, like, random, like, AMC is up, and Macy's is up, and L Brands is up, and... And the rest of it is all down, more or less. We got a lot of red here. We're going to break down what's leading the way down this morning uh, and how to play this rotation. Uh, I guess you, you can call it that rotation. That's what it is. Uh, Nick Shaheen is our guest today. He's the author of Create Income with Option Spreads and SellSpreads.com. He'll be on our show at 8.35 to discuss options. Uh, we got some earnings, but the rotation is going to be the lead story of the day. Um yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun one. we got a lot to get to. Hit the like button, hit subscribe, hit share. And then please remember that all the information on our show is for informational purposes only, not meant for investing trading advice. Joel, how are we doing this morning in the market? I mentioned the red. Tell us about it. Uh, good morning, Spencer. Good morning, traders and investors. Uh, we're in the red by uh, 15 and three quarters handles, 385775 Made another poke at 3900 overnight. Turned back at 3896. Got all the way down to 3840. And now we're on the rebound, trying to get back over yesterday's low at 3860. Uh, crude new high for the move. That's up 44 cents at 62.14. Gold back above 1800. Not by much. It's basically flat at 1809. Silver, that's down a dime here after a good day yesterday at $27.98, battling the $28 level. And Bitcoin, hey, volatility. If you want volatility, trade Bitcoin shares or Bitcoin currency or futures. You got up to $54,515. You are down $5,000 at $4,840. Uh, before we bring in... Uh, Triple D, because he knows the answer to this question. So yeah. I'll throw it to Spencer and Mitch. Spencer, yeah. what activity did I do yesterday for the first time in three months? You swam. How did you know? That's Because he sent you a picture. No, no, no. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, it didn't. No, no, no. He just, because that's the only activity Joel does. <laughs> He's excited to be back in the pool. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Well, yeah. I got some housekeeping just before we start this tech rant here, too. I want to wish my dad a happy 70th birthday here today. So, 70 years. Wow. Happy birthday, Dad. All right. Is he Triple D, too? Or what's his middle name? <laughs> no. No, not no I can't D. give middle names on the show, but the initials are. He's not Triple D. No right. Triple okay. D. Okay, there's only one Triple D. Okay. Yeah, and you know what? I'm looking at the portfolio here this morning. I'm in the same boat. I got a lot of tech. Spencer's in the same boat. We got a lot of tech. It doesn't feel good when your long-term mm-hmm. portfolio is getting hit. But one thing is, uh, this is why in my long-term invest portfolio, I'm not talking trading portfolio. My trading portfolio, I'm hedged or short sometimes. But long-term investing account, I always stay long. I buy 
growth to a certain extent, but I buy some value. I kind of stay diversified. And that's why my portfolio underperforms when the market's in this full growth mode. But on days like this, it's going to outperform. It's still going to be down, but it's not going to be down as much for the simple reason is that I'm somewhat diversified. Second thing is I don't use margin in my long-term portfolio. Why? Because what you got to understand, if you're 100% on margin and you're in all these growth names and the market corrects probably 30%, like we did in March, some of those growth names can be down 40, 50%, you can lose your whole account. So you, one, you don't want to be on margin um, in the long-term portfolio. In my opinion, I don't use margin in my long-term portfolio. Trading, yeah, because you can control the risk. You're slipping in and out. You're small. You're getting in and out. But long-term portfolio, if you're all in on margin and you're all in on growth and you're mm -hmm. all in on Kathy Woods, you're getting punished for it today. But you know what? You've been outperforming me for a long time in your long-term portfolio. So it doesn't go straight up. Are we in this you know, correction mode where we're going to drop 30 40%? Nobody knows. Nobody knows anything. But again, just staying diversified and staying off margin in the long-term account helps on days like this. It hurts when the market's going straight up. It helps on days like this. Again, I'm not talking to you traders that are actively trading your account. You know, you got 50,000 in your account, you got to use your margin. You got 100,000 in your account, you got to use your margin. I'm just talking your retirement accounts where people put them in, they get all yeah. on margin. You got to be careful using margin in your long-term investment portfolio, in my opinion. Always. Uh, I, I've never been on margin in my long-term investment portfolio. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. um, for the for the same reason, why, Joel? What did we see in nineteen nine in two thousand and one? The Nasdaq fell eighty-one percent. If we were on two hundred percent margin, our investment portfolio is now zero. It would have been zero if we were on margin in two thousand in March of two thousand and two thousand and one. In the in the in the financial crisis in two thousand eight, the market fell sixty-five percent. We would, our portfolio, again, would have been at zero if we were on margin in our long-term account. My portfolio got assassinated in 2008. But you know what? It came back. But if they go down and you're on margin, it goes down 50%. Yeah. You're fully in. It's game over. You start over. So you got to be careful when you're using margin. Don't let your investments become or your trades become investments too. So you traders that are on margin, don't be looking at stocks down 10% say, well, I can't sell down here. I mean, we're going to talk to the root of all evil here this morning, which is probably CCIV, um, because this is when the party really started last night. Um, you know, you're in this thing and people are speculating. I warned way too early. The thing was at 40 and I was like, I don't know. You know, like I think it, a lot of it could be already priced in. Way wrong. It went to 60, which is crazy. I thought it was overvalued at 40. Went to 60. So they announced the deal last night, and they pulled the rug out from under it. And some people are saying, oh, it was valuation. It was that. But you know what? It was a crowded trade. Everybody was in there saying when they announced this lucid deal, this thing's going to pop to 100. <sighs> well, you know what? That didn't happen. So what do you do now? I'll throw that question to you. If you're in CCIV, you're in at 55, 60 bucks, lots of people in it. It's down here at 36. What do you do now? Because I bet you the majority of people on Twitter are going to be like, diamond hands, you hold. And well, you know what? That might work, but it might not too. I guess it would depend what, why why you own it. Like if, if, you, if you're you, Dennis, and you own it for that for that deal pop, you got to cut your law. You got to get out now. If I sell it, them on the deal pops, if that, but if, I wasn't if, in it. If that's why you bought it. But if you bought it for that deal pop, that then then you should sell if you're if this is a long-term holding then then forget it right then just don't even think about it right but well no, you're no, thinking about it this morning <laughs> right. you're, you're thinking about it there's, of course easier said than done um i mean come on how many people i mean everyone's got to be most people i would think maybe not but 
and most people are probably still up on this thing, right? I mean, it, probably. It, You're yeah. right. Probably. Probably. The thing was 10, 11, 12 bucks. Lots of people are still sitting up in this thing. Yeah. Is it is it the buy at 36? I don't know anything about this. You know, I would just say you've got to know what you were in it for. Spencer's giving you, you know, that's his opinion and you know, I completely agree with it. What were you in it for? Were you in it hiding out, you know, thinking it's going to get the big pop to 80 or 100? Were you in it for a trade? Were you like the fundamentals and you're in this for the long-term, long-term investment? you got to know that going into the trade. But if you were in this for the pop and saying, well, now I'm going to be in it for the fundamentals, that's letting a trade oh, that's a long-term bad. investment. <clears throat> and that is how you lose a lot of money. So you got to know. You have your, your reasoning. You know, I've been hit on stocks. I've been in stock. I was in Bluebird Bio. I'm still in Bluebird Bio. Long-term <laughs> bio. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. It gets hit one day, just like CCIV, 45 to 30. It's been a terrible investment, but it's like 0.5. It's less now, but it's you know less than a half a percent of my portfolio. So you can take that. So again, staying diversified in your trading portfolio. If you're all in on CCIV, you got you know 100 grand in your account, and you got 200,000 CCIV. That's not the way you do it. You gotta stay diversified. I know you've been rewarded. A lot of people have been rewarded for forgetting about diversification, just jumping all in on every Kathy name possible. But again, when the market turns, we've said this, the Kathy stocks are going to get hit the worst. They're the highest multiples. Not Kathy's fault. She's buying growth. If you're investing on a Kathy, you're for growth. Well, this is a growth-to-value rotation. So does it go back into growth? It probably does eventually. Am I looking at names to potentially buy this morning? Sure. Always looking at opportunities. But am I trying to catch a falling knife in stocks like CCIV? No, I, I, I usually like to wait till they start going up, get the momentum with you. You could get the dead cap bounce, but calling that is tough. It's tough trading. What are you doing, Joel? What are you uh, doing with your, all your stuff? Uh, nothing. Nothing. No, that's that's I mean, a good strategy, too. Yeah. Nothing's a good yeah. strategy. If you whenever, I do something, whenever I do something, you know, it's, it's you know, in the long-term portfolio, which is occasionally sell, and it, it turns out to be wrong. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, lightened up on the way down in in March, and I was looking good for like two or three weeks for for one portfolio, and it came back up, and you know, I was late to pull the trigger to get back in. So, um, but for these specs, you know, I've been hands off on these specs. Yep. You know, I haven't been touching them just because. I just, I mean, who wants to own one of these SPACs in their first earnings reports, right? Um, I'll just go pre-market low is, uh, uh, it came in pre-market low, is it uh, 33.53? I don't know if that's going to hold. You did bounce four bucks off it. The only major I support I can see in this is at 30. There's four lows at 30. If you want to take a flyer here, risk seven bucks, that's your support. 30 is your support. There's another... There's some other daily lows in there that you can look at, like 33.51, 31.20. 30 looks oh, big to me, too. 30, like, that's it. That's what I just say 30. Yeah. On a rebound, I have jump no up. idea. When stocks are moving 35%, you look for the big level. You look for the big yeah, number. What number yeah. jumps out? 30 looks like a bounce level, but is it going to bounce there? Pro probably. I don't know if it gets that low. It's already you know way oversold, probably, on this news. Again, people are you know saying, oh, Dennis is all doomsday here. This is a talk about risk. I'm not saying the market's not, crashing. I'm getting hit with that. it. If I thought the market was crashing right now, I'd be short. I'm not short. 
I'm not sure. I'm talking about risk. I just want to add, like, I I made the title of the show Market Getting Crushed. That was being a little facetious. It doesn't really come through. We're down a half a percent. It's facetious there, right? Like, obviously, the market's not getting crushed. No. But, but we're down, and that's that's kind of exciting, right? It is. Fun. It's fun. Yeah. This is what markets are supposed to do. They're supposed to go up, and they're supposed to go down. They don't just go straight up in a line like they have for March. You're going to get you know, situations. We've had, you know, even in September, we had a 10% correction in the NASDAQ in four days. So, you know, it's all just about, you know, staying diversified and risk management. I mean, really, you had the tea leaves the last couple of days. I mean, if you were all in on tech here, it was the tea leaves were already telling you to lighten up the last couple of days. You could feel it. Apple's We've been, been talking about Amazon, Apple. I own all the these earnings things. Report. Since the earnings report. It they haven't, you. yeah. Mega tech hasn't participated oh, yeah. at all in the, in, the, in the last rally. It didn't participate at all. So what you had, if we just look at what's happened over the last six months, you've had this rally into everything. And then you had, you know, the rally into the mega tech because Amazon, everybody's outperforming during COVID. Then the last six months, Amazon, Apple, Facebook really haven't been doing much because it's been greed market. They aren't interested in Amazons and Apples. They've been jumping into the small. So they moved from mega cap tech to small cap tech. And they've been grabbing everything they can in small cap tech. And we'll grab this. And we don't care if it doesn't. We don't care if we pay a thousand times sales. We don't care anything. We're just buying growth. Growth at any cost. Give me that. Give me that. Yep. Grab them. You know, that's what it's been doing. Okay, well, crowded trades, 101. We're very crowded. We've been crowded for a month, and we've still kept going up. So you're going to see these vicious little sell-offs here. Is this the start of something, something bigger? Nobody knows anything. That's why you have to always just be conscious and prepared, because it could be the start of something bigger. It could also be just another buy-the-dip opportunity. All likelihood, it probably is. It probably is another buy-the-dip opportunity. But you've got to be prepared that it might not be. And if you're sitting on 200% margin, that's, you know, we've been warning about that. I don't that. think it's, we got anybody that's on I guarantee you you have people sitting just margined right up on some of these small cap names. I guarantee you you have some. I hope not our listeners, but I guarantee you there's a lot of traders out there that throw risk management out the window when they're making money. I'm getting more risky, too. I got I a know. bunch of stocks. I know. You, I'm I know. I'm going to have to rein you in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's also – the reason we're excited is because – no one listens to the show when the market's going up, right? No one yeah, needs yeah, us. It's boring. No, Spencer, you got the, the statistics of, yeah, of yeah. where, our, you know, our, our traffic biggest, goes up a lot. Yeah, our the best shows, our biggest shows are when, the, I mean, the market's getting crushed. And we started the afternoon show during the financial crisis, you know, financial crisis or whatever, the pandemic. And uh, so it's good for our traffic. So that's why we're excited. Maybe wow. we have a few short. I don't care about. I care zero about the traffic. It matters zero to me. <laughs> I just like markets that go both ways. I know, but some people think you're serious. It sounded pretty serious. But I, I like markets that go both ways. Do I like my long-term portfolio? Hell no today. But you got to be able to go both ways. Like where this short stocks is evil and un-American. I mean, oh. shorting stocks right now keeps you you know diversified too i mean i'm staying hedged i'm short stocks right now i'm not gonna tell you what i'm short because i don't want anybody running my shorts yeah, on me, but i'm short some stocks evil. but i'm long some stocks too so you know it's just about staying diversified and even in your trading portfolio and looking at when stocks are starting to breach support and break down there's nice opportunities there i mean you were talking about tesla at 780 joel for a long time 780 780 joel's mentioned this level on the show five times in the last seven days Five times. What's it do? It breaches it yesterday, and what's it do? Collapses 100 points. Joel gave you a great setup there. Through 780, Tesla was a short. 
677 here today. Where does it stop? I don't know. But it was a nice setup. It was a nice setup through support there on the short side. You know what it did, though? Oh, man. This is why uh, the overnight trading, because I drew this, I think, maybe in the afternoon show, you know, that roughly the move from 400 to 900. That was a you know, you know, five hundred point move. Half of that six fifty. What do you think the pre market low is to the penny? What is six, it? Six fifty. It hit six fifty in the pre market. Yes. Yeah. Holy! They really hammered stuff before seven o'clock. Wow. There was just people selling stuff left and right. And another thing is if you're coming in and selling your stock at 4 or 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning, Wolves. the liquidity isn't there. You see S&P's down half a percent. You're selling Tesla down 10%. There's, a dis- there's you know, an inefficiency there. If I was up at that time, I would probably be buying Tesla and trying to sell you know, their stock yeah, against contrary, the portfolio. Yeah. I, no, honestly, the same goes for buying, too. Right. It, it is. Yeah, it's, it's 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 you know the, before seven o'clock because a lot of brokerages don't even come online. Edge isn't even on the exchanges. Some exchanges aren't even online. Edge doesn't even open their books till seven. Mm-hmm. So there's a you know a lot of liquidity that's just not there before seven o'clock. So you get some wild swings, and if you know what you're doing, you can make a lot of money before seven. If you don't know what you're doing, you're just selling at any cost. I mean, you know that's where, or you're buying at any cost. That's where you can really pay a really bad price for a stock. I, I mean, there are probably people that woke up this morning and and saw you know Tesla down to six fifty and they, and you know they, they probably thought how can the price be going down? <laughs> and that's probably what they thought. The sound effects. I mean, <laughs> how, how can it be going down? Something's wrong there. Oh, right? the sound effects. Who was that, Spencer? That, that was, wasn't one us. That was from Trading Places. That may be copyrated, honestly. Spencer sure. working his <laughs> yeah, tail off. we're going to get fined for that one. <laughs> we we, we uh, yeah. get another no, warning no. from YouTube. You know what? Luke has it down. If you do it for like less than like a couple seconds, right, yeah. Spencer? The is that right? Don't pick up there, on it. There, there are some rules. Uh, I think, I think the rule is I've seen less than five seconds, less than three seconds. I don't. Yeah. I'm not positive exactly. Unlike the hot potato song, we know that. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that one definitely got us flagged on by YouTube. We, we don't play that song anymore. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it was those Wiggles. They didn't like us playing uh, no. their stuff. The Wiggles. We did, My we, kids we, love we the Wiggles. They were like dancing around, rocking and rolling to the Wiggles. We were like their biggest fans, and then we play their song and they yell at us. So. <laughs> wow. Actually, for Tesla, man, in order to get to the top, <laughs> in the bottom of yesterday's range, you got to get to seven ten. I don't know if it might. Yeah, We're wild right now. We could do anything. Yeah. I think I think we probably you know okay. So let's go back to strategies. Two day move. I talk about it. You know, I haven't talked about it for a while because we're in the straight up market, which is like hundred day moves. It feels like, but classic sell offs. Usually, the initial ones are the big. You get the big wash, and then you get the follow through the next morning. Why do you get the follow-through the next morning? Because you have the Johnny-come-latelys that actually have day jobs. They come home from their day jobs, and they actually see, I guess it doesn't apply in lockdowns for everybody's, but, you know, the people <laughs> who aren't watching the markets from 9.30 to 4 o'clock come home at 4 or 5 o'clock. They look at their stocks. They're like, what the hell happened to my stocks? And then they go in the morning, they panic, and then they put their sell orders in the next day. So you often get a follow-through. I call it the Johnny-come-lately trade. You get a follow-through the next day. So when I get a big flush, I typically like to be short for the next morning because there's usually another flush. Usually that other flush, we'll have a dead cap bounce slightly after the opening. Get another flush, 9.30, maybe 9.35, 9.40, and then the buyers start to emerge. And sometimes you can actually completely reverse. Uh, but you know, the easy money is to actually short 
on the day after a big flush. So Tesla, easy money. I tweeted it even last night. Um, 7.14.50 to close. It was probably a good short to close, obviously, or a good stock to short uh, for the two-day move. And then it's down to 6.50. Um, you know, oh, it's already yeah. balancing 6.80, so you're in the middle of that range. Does it reclaim 7.15 today? It very well could. Now they're volatile. They can do anything. The setup was to short last night, cover this morning. So if you're already covering the pre-market, good job. Um, so now it's like, you know, it's tough. You know, you can use that level 650. You I'd say, say Tesla's like, cheap. You know, am I yeah. coming here and backing up cheap? the truck like Kathy did? I don't know. Was she buying Tesla yesterday? No, I didn't, I didn't look check. at the report. Let's check. Uh, I'll actually, tell you now. Actually, uh, Joel, there was a mistake yesterday. They they sent out two emails. Oh. Because the first one had they a made a mistake on the first one. Yeah, they made a mistake. Uh, I know. I was trying to look at that DSY. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I'm like I can't get a symbol for this. I was like, "What the hell?" So I hit my computer screen. Like, Why do I have a symbol DS, for that? DY and YSB. It, it was the first one that was on the list. <laughs> yeah, but it, one thing, you know. So let's talk Kathy for a second. Everybody just blindly buying Kathy stocks last night. So mm-hmm. I tweeted out because you know there's people doing it. I was like, I blind blindly buy the Kathy stocks every night. I was not doing it. I was selling into it. And why was I doing that? Because you knew the Momo was probably going to have a tougher day again. You could already see it. CCIV news was already out there. So if you're blindly buying Kathy stocks last night, you're getting hit. And you can just bring them all up and you can just look. And obviously it's all tech. But, um, you know, I'm not saying long term. I'm just saying people buy the Kathy stocks to flip them out the next day. Mm-hmm. That was not the day to do this. Open, O-P-E-N, open door. It rallied from like 29 up to like 29.80 last night because Kathy bought it. It's 27.97. It's fallen like 7, 8% from where it was last night. Um, you can go, Surf was one that's a small one, and it's still trading higher. It's the only one I believe that is green. U is down 4.6%. Tesla obviously is down. It's the smaller names that she really moves, though, but those aren't getting a lift either. CMLF down 2.1%. Uh, there's like 20 buys. Beam is down 6%. It's getting hammered, B-E-A-M. I'm not sure if there's news on that. RAVN is down 6%. EXPC is down 9%. So you can just kind of go through. You got to know when it's, you know, when those strategies. It's like have your strategy toolbox and know in the environment. And that's just screen time and experience. But I knew last night, I was like, I do the Kathy buys every night, a lot of, a lot of nights, and try to do the same thing, flip them out. But you know what? Last night was not the night to do it. And I knew that because you could see the overall market weak and you had the CCIV already news. And you're like, okay, it's probably going to be follow through selling just because of CCIV. And, and the SPACs, and then it'll roll into everything else. So, uh, Just for you Beamer traders there, B-E-A-M, I know you got the pop, but just just you look at that thing, and what jumps out to you? A hundred bucks. I mean, I it, I don't know where it traded yesterday. Didn't get anywhere near there. But just not as, I don't know. This is almost as good setup as uh, Tesla was at 680. You know, but, uh, Tesla had a longer consolidation period. But keep an eye on a hundred bucks if you're trying to protect profits uh, in B E A M. What is that? Oh, therapeutics. So hundred bucks did get a pop, but uh, gave some of it away down seven thirty four. So again, you know, I like I said, I'm not kicking ass and taking names here today. My long term portfolio gets hit. My short term trading portfolio, I actually thought I was leaning short, and because I have just a couple growth names in there. I'm actually down overall on my overnight portfolio, which I'm shocked at. I was actually positioned for a sell-off, and I'm down slightly because there's stocks in there. Like, if you have any little growth, a little touch of growth in there, it's hammered. So I had some Zynga overnight. It's down 5%. 
So, I mean, you know, you're down 0.45%. That's down 4.5%. It's a stock I own in the long-term portfolio. It's a stock I would be buying on the dip. I still believe it could be a buyer in Zynga eventually emerge. So, you're looking at names that I would be buying on the dip today. I like Zynga. I've liked it for a while. I think it's a nice pullback. If you want a SPAC name that I bought a little bit yesterday, obviously too early. If you want another one, though, again, remember, I like pre-deal. I like the 10 floor. I like stuff still with crypto, even though crypto's out of favor. Um, one that um, you know Chris Kachi's been giving us on the 11 o'clock show, and I got this one from him, is LFTR. That's the potentially a, SPAC, uh, a, a crypto SPAC. We don't know their, their tar- what their target's actually going to be, but it's a good management team. Um, and you know Chris has talked about this one on his show, so I don't want to take all his content away, but it's potentially a crypto SPAC. It was $12 and change the other day when everybody's getting hot for Bitcoin. Now it's pulling all the way back in. You could pick that up at $10.50, $10.60 here today with a potential. Not, there's never a floor. You know, $10 is a potential floor because that's where you get your money back on the thing. But remember, they do a deal. They could cut through that. So, you know, and, and anything. It's still free trading. So don't just think, you know, a 10 is your only risk. It's in all likelihood starting to thicken up in the mid-10s, though. So at this point in time, it starts to look more attractive. They get a deal, a crypto deal, might get a pop. So that's one I like. So I just gave you two picks. I gave you Boeing yesterday as a pick. It had a nice pop. An LFTR, Zynga today. I like those two stocks on the pullbacks. So that's back and Zynga. There's other ones too. But, you know, if you're looking at, you know, what I could potentially buy, that's what I'd be nibbling into. I'm already in these. Joel, I, do you have a stock? Or Spencer, do you have a stock that you're looking at buying the dip on today? I, I've just been having fun looking at year-to-date charts. Right. Oh, yeah, it, 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 it's kind of just fun to like look at. You see Apple down year to date. How how many times can you say that? Right. Tesla yeah. down year to date. Amazon down year to date. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it it's just interesting to see these like big these mega cap uh, tech names. Right. I mean, aim. Look at AMD. Look at Nvidia. Right. Um, yeah. They're all actually Nvidia's up year to date, but you know, it, it just it's just it's just interesting to. to you know, we're we're what six, seven weeks into the year. Yeah, and you got you know mega cap names down for the year, which is not the worst thing in the world. But it, yeah, it kind of does make you want to buy the dip a little bit. I don't know. I'd I'd like to. I mean, I'm always looking for things to sell. You know, the things that I don't like and like to get rid of. And uh, boy, oh boy, I, I'm not happy about the Peloton here. Um, You're still in that, eh? Yeah, yeah, and I don't like it. Uh, reviewed it with the investment committee, and uh, <laughs> we were we were one thirty looked like a, a possible exit point, and yeah. uh, that's down by the wayside. I just you know that trade, I would like to see a pop in that one. Yeah. Uh, it's far also, and I just looked at this L Brands. Uh, boy, oh boy! I mean, when Dennis wanted to go into my account and sell it at twenty-seven, oh, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I, yeah, there's a gift up here, man. Yeah, I, know, I uh, know. In my opinion, Al Brands is a complete. Oh, you know what you want? All what I think reta- is the real sell right now is all these retailers. I know. I mean, Kohl's is at fifty-six bucks. It's sixteen dollars above where it was prior to the COVID crisis. How are these companies in better shape? I don't know. No, I don't. It know. makes no sense. I mean, Hilton, I believe, made a new all-time high. I just Hilton's don't know making how. a new all-time high. One, it has Airbnb kicking its ass. Two, we still have COVID. My buddy was in a hotel in Florida in Hilton, and I'm like, how full is it? Well, he's like, well, they can only go half capacity, but he's like, it's like 20%. I mean, I'm like, how? It's, it's, I can see it's, the only it's thing. insanity. 
that these what stocks. What if they're just slashing their employees? I mean, what if they don't? You know, what? I think I it's know. just. I think it's just a complete disconnect from fundamentals. So I, you know, here's your, here's your stocks trading new all time highs. You know, maybe you're like relative strength and you don't care about fundamentals, but I try to do a little bit of both. Fundies, technicals, and story. You know, all three. Try to put all those and match it all up. The technicals look pretty good on Hilton. You know, it's making new all-time highs. I like to be sure it making new stocks, making new all-time highs. But I cannot understand how the fundamentals are good. I mean, and like I said, Airbnb is still not going away. And I think, you know, I used to always go to Hilton's, and we do Airbnbs now. This stuff hits the hotel industry eventually. So I think when we look back at Hilton at 120, I think we look two years from now, I think Hilton is significantly lower. Um, just my opinion. I'm betting, uh, against, yeah. I'm betting against America here, but I think Hilton and the hotel stocks making new all-time highs is absurd. I think it's a complete gift. So could it continue to go higher? I would have thought they were, I was bearish this thing at 111, 110, 100. I mean, it's 120. So I don't know where the top is, but I just don't see it. I don't see, like, do I really want to, this is what I want to invest in is the hotel industry? These are all-time highs. Kohl's? You want to go and buy Kohl's because an activist is in there? Well, we learned the hard way, you know, on activists, you know, in different stocks. Sometimes they don't actually turn the companies around. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. But here's a stock that, you know, was a, a, probably a good deal when it was 20 30 bucks. But now it does, they, they slash the dividend to zero. Do they get the dividend back eventually? Probably. Maybe that's a catalyst. But holy mackerel, a lot of good news priced into these things. She did. Viacom, Joel? One more. One more. Viacom. Yeah. Viacom is $66. This is a billboard. What they do? Some, but it's it's older types of. It's not social media. There's a billboard. Is that what you said? Well, they have billboards. They Your billboards. Half of them are Viacom. I think they did. They saw. They, did it? They did it? Don't they, they still that have thing? that as a big part of their business? Uh, I honestly didn't know that. No, they, I I mean they're, it's Viacom. They, he, they're, he's they're, right. They're, they're he's right. There are a lot of billboards, old school advertising. Look at this trend. It's been beautiful, but this stock oh is sixty six dollars now. I mean, it's time to ring the register. If you're in Viacom Long, congratulations. That is an unbelievable trade for you. I believe this stock is way the hell overvalued. Way the hell overvalued. This, but, could, be, this could be a record here. Uh, yeah. it, it got grabbed by the short squeeze Reddit crowd because there was a lot of people short it. But it never came back in. It just kept going. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I believe this is close to an all-time high for Viacom. This was a stock that was 10 bucks. It's now back to 70 that seventies huge, man. That's the old all-time high, I believe. Yeah, there it is. Ten-year high, sixty-nine, sixty. Maybe it's going there, but man, if you're sitting around for the last three points, I think you're playing with uh, playing with fire here. Eventually, it's going to be a wicked sell-off in that name. Triple D, uh, Duncan, Dave, uh, can you expound on what an activist investor is? Uh, Spencer can do that. We'll throw that one to Spencer. Yeah, it's a institutional or hedge fund investor that want that is that thinks they can uh, that buys juice, a lot of stock. In a yeah, company. buys a lot of stock <laughs> and, 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 and thinks that they can thinks that they can juice the stock by and thinks that they know best. Right. So they want to get on the board or they want to nominate people to get on the board. So they buy a lot of stock and then they make a lot of noise saying, I demand change. I demand change. Get me on the board. Get my guy. Get my gal on the board. Yeah. And uh, I just said gal. That's weird. Um, me a lady. Uh, yeah, it's just a weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, and and they 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 either make changes to the board or or the leadership, and uh, they make a lot of noise because they feel the stock is undervalued, and and so they're they're an activist and they're they're just a, a, a large investor who who wants who demands change and and doesn't doesn't always seed. Sometimes they fail, 
But, um, but the one thing is too, like Carl, you know, they, they know that once they get their name out there, Starboard's another one that the stock probably pops too, just because they're getting down dirty. So they usually buy beat up names. They come yeah. in, they're like all of a sudden take a big position, gets disclosed. They could pop stock, pops five, six percent because it's an activist. All of a sudden, can change everything. Sometimes they turn around, sometimes they don't. Starboard's a big one. Carl Icahn obviously has been a big one where he picks on you know something that's really beat up, gets his name. He knows when he buys it, it's going to get a pop because he's in it. Um, so that helps. And, you know, sometimes he can turn these st- stocks. He he turns the stock around almost instantly just by him buying it. It's a matter whether you can turn the company around. In some cases, right. he can't. I mean, Carl Icahn was in Hertz and eventually had to cut his losses near zero because the company went bankrupt. So, I mean, they do get burned sometimes. But, they, you know, really what happens is stocks going down, down, down. Usually activist strikes. They know once it gets disclosed that they're in it, the stock's going to pop. So they turn the stock around temporarily. Now can they turn the company around? That's the question because if they can't, then it might continue that downtrend. But if they can, you know, the little pop maybe gets, you know, the story a little bit better, the sentiment changed towards it. Maybe the company starts to fire and do a few other things. That's the goal is to turn struggling companies around them. So basically what they do is they, they, they hop on a table and they yell, I like the stock, but only if you make these changes. Um, and... Yeah, that's basically how it works. So, uh, okay, 833, we're going to have Nick Shaheen on, creating income with option spreads in a couple minutes. We'll talk options. Uh, I, I think Nick has a question about Viacom. Uh, Dennis, I don't know what you're talking about. Viacom is like a TV network conglomerate. I don't know what you mean. Everything. By... They have all kinds of different media. They have billboards, um, too. Look it up. I, okay. When I you go know. drive down the highway, <laughs> yeah. a lot of those billboards that you're looking at are Viacom. Okay, I, I, That's I mean, your advertising on Viacom owns CBS. And, they own every, they yeah, own a whole right. bunch of media, but it's okay. it's it's older school style of advertising. Okay, so you know, and that's why it's been so out of favor for so long. But now all of a sudden. Everything that's value, and Viacom was cheap. Value stocks have been back in favor, and this one was a huge value stock. So, the yeah. PE was like 9 or 10 when it was at the yeah, low. Yeah, stocks, screen for stocks at the PE like below 20, right, is basically the, for today, right? That seems to be the theme. That, well, that's, but, but, I, but what I'm saying is financial. if you're coming in and buying these stocks now, you're doing it backwards. But the value trade has been on for a while. Be, yeah. No, I, not five days ago. It's been five weeks ago, really. It's been a value. Money's been rotating the value for a while. What a trend line. And, and it's been rotating out of mega cap and into small cap names, both value and growth. But, I mean, Viacom, Kohl's, I mean, this is, you know, I, if I was all loaded up with value, I would be rotating back into growth on some names, not necessarily picking up, you know, stocks like, you know, that are, you know, growth at any cost. Like, could Jemiah fall further? You know, it's, it's, it's had a ridiculous run. But, you know, I think some I think if you got a lot of value names and they've been like shirts like Viacom, I think you ring the register and move into like more tech stuff here. Yeah. Honestly, I think yeah. that's what you do. Okay. So fading the move today. There, there's a nice look at steep trend line there for uh for uh Viacom if you want to keep an eye on that. Yeah, it breaks uh, that, that trend, that's a yeah. nice short. I mean it, it was even a pretty nice channel on yeah, if yeah, if, if it, it does. Uh, it will when it does. Eventually, yeah. uh, S&P's just hanging out here in the 3850 handle, just kind of like a three or four point range since we started the show. Uh, just not not a lot going on here. You had we got as low as 3840 last month uh, overnight. Monthly low though, that's that's down closer to 3800, 3811 uh, and a quarter. All right, quick programming note before I bring uh, Nick Shaheen on. Sure. We, uh, we 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 heard your feedback, and so we're trying something new. We're not doing one giant eight-hour stream anymore. We are doing a different stream for every show on our channel. So the this stream you're watching now, this stream will end when pre-market prep ends. 
And then if you want to watch Get Technical with Neil at 9.30, a new stream will come on uh, on our YouTube channel at 9.30, right? So we're going to be trying this. It'll make it easier for people to find individual shows. Uh, and I'll make more announcements as we get closer to, to that changeover. Uh, and so if you go to Benzinga's YouTube channel, you'll be able to see all our shows scheduled for the day. Pre-Market Prep is the first one. It's going to end, and then it's going to be there, right there, for people to rewatch it. There won't be any delay from our editors, so we're trying that. Hopefully, it makes it easier for y'all to find our videos uh, and find our content quicker uh, and not have to dig through an an eight-hour stream. Okay, 8.36. Let's bring on our guest, Nick Shaheen. He's the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. Our options guru joins us every other week. Nick, good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. Uh, Doing great. Uh, Still dark o'clock out here. But um, excited about the show. I've been listening to you guys, and I hear Dennis's point on Viacom. I hear that, you know, if somebody comes to me and say, hey, what should I do with Viacom? It's like, if you're asking me permission for booking profits when the chart, <laughs> chart looks yeah. parabolic, you know, I have nothing to say to you. But pushback on that, Dennis, is um, it's, it's dangerous to short it. I'll tell you why. For sure. It's because- straight up. It keeps no, no, going no. up every day. No, but <laughs> regardless of what it does, even if it's selling, you know, widgets, it it more it doubled its revenue from 2016, uh, so it's not like a stagnant, dying beast, so to speak. And the price to sales is still under two. Um, the PE is slightly under 30, so it's not cheap from that perspective. But yeah. it's not grossly mispriced, is what I'm saying. So yeah. I I can't short it just based on that fundamental. He wasn't. Level. He was talking more about rigging the register. Oh yeah, possibly. No, I don't action, he wasn't. Talk- you can't yeah. short. You don't want to be evil. No, I just we're not allowed to short stocks anymore. Nick. No, no, right. <laughs> I, I, I know. Evil I know. short. I'm I'm calling Ripley this morning. Two red days in a row. So uh, yeah, no. But the price action is definitely ridiculous. Yeah. The way it's unfolding is ridiculous. So this is where you you say let's let me roll into something else that's beaten down. It's Nick, a great point. We... Okay, I just want to I just want to say he's making a great point here. And Viacom was probably just too cheap. I mean, when it was down to twenty three dollars, trading six times earnings. Yeah. Um. You know, when it was got down to ten, it was trading like five times earnings. It was just too cheap, and everybody thought it was a dying business, and yeah. it wasn't. So, and there was some short interest to drive it there too. So, yeah, it, you know, the trend is not your friend coming here and shorting the stock. I'm just saying, you know, the, the circus is in town. Maybe time, you know, you, we say sell your peanuts when the circus is in town from Harlan Pyan. I mean, you know, I think the circus is in town right now on a lot of value names. Yeah. Dennis, wasn't there something going weird with the spread too um, in that Viacom before not the lately, merger? That, that was that was a while ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, well, go ahead, Nick. No, nothing. Uh, so what I'm looking for this week is um, that was my focus from last week when I did my recap videos is the uh, the control. So having a red day is fine, but having control change over hands is different. So even on red days, you could have the bulls in charge uh, with regards to the trend inside the day. But he, this is what I'm looking for control. This is where the pops get sold and you develop a descending trend line of lower highs. And then when that meets a floor, a support level, like you just mentioned, the support on the ES. So when you see lower highs hit a support level, it comes to a point, and therein lies the battle. What happens after that is the important part. So instead of watching the ticks, watching control and levels is probably the best the best thing traders can do here. Hey Neil, uh, Neil uh, Nick, if you want to talk slack to Neil right now, uh, Nick, if you want to share your screen, you can do that and show us. Okay. The chart. Let me get my question out of the way, though. Yeah. Okay, go, I don't want to forget because someone asked me yesterday. Uh, Nick this, uh, got this question on Twitter, and it's regarding Cooper Tire. Yeah. Uh, that, that was taken over yesterday. 
And, I got uh, I got a Twitter question. I missed it. I did. I did. <laughs> oh, okay. You're not on Twitter, Nick. I know. Well, you're, you're our options guy. I, I am on Twitter. Twitter. What do you mean he's not on Twitter? I, I'm with, I am Twitter. on Twitter. I am, oh. I'm, I'm mute. I'm mute there. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, this is so an option questions that I got on Twitter. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I have two covered calls on Cooper Tire, CTB, and, and announced an acquisition by Goodyear Tire and a deal. The close is on, well, it says February 19th. I don't know if that's next year or whatever. But uh, he wants to he wants to know if the cause to jump in stock price and his calls are in the money. He he wants to hold on to the stock. So what what would be he's exercise the calls and get the stock or just ride things out. He wants to own the combined company. So wait, he sold calls and he's regretting it basically, right? Yep. Yep. So uh, you know he don't sell sell covered calls if you don't want to ever get rid of the stock. But the easy way to do it is to roll up and out. So that either buy back the call at a loss if if he collected. Um, less than what it's worth now, or just roll it up and out to hopefully try to expire it worthless before somebody pulls away his shares. If I understand the situation correctly. Yep, you do. You did. Yep, they're covered, and now they're underwater, and he wants to get out of it. So to me, the simple thing is just cover the calls and forget about it and move on. But okay, good advice. If you roll up, I don't know when the it's February nineteenth. If you got a whole a whole year on it, then maybe you have a chance to do that. But go ahead. Go to your charts, Nick. Let us okay. see what you're so I'm trying to find the right screen. Yeah, you, share screen. You can click that share button on the bottom. You can share a, uh, an entire screen, a, okay. just a, yeah. a, one app or a specific yeah. no, tab. No, I'll, I'll, I'll share the screen. I Let's don't see what we got. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at control, and I think this down here on the bottom right is the best way to show it. This is the uh, – it gets wonky when I expand it. That's the small caps futures contract. So what I want to see is the descending versus the level. So that's the concept. Um, you can probably see it in the SMP as well, and but I'd have to go to a definitely a smaller time frame, uh, sixty minutes maybe. Okay, so the battle in the SMP was first at this yellow line, and then we fell below and developed a d different zone, and now below that zone. So the zone we just lost becomes resistance, and that's the purple line that represents the 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 resistance potentially as a line, as a trend. And we're losing the battle on the level side. So pivot from February, we just lost. We are into support zones, but more importantly, I want to see the pops, what happens to the pops. So if I'm looking at one stock, I was looking at answering somebody's question in Pinterest, for example. So yes, wherever it is matters, but it matters more what happens when it pops. So if it pops towards here and starts developing lower highs and then it, it hits a level that has been floor, it comes to a point, then the whoosh happens or the bounce. So that's the, the control part is the more important because that's how you predict beha future behavior. So, so you know whether to buy the dip or wait. Like somebody asked me, do I buy the dip in, in Apple? It's like my next question is I can't tell you unless you tell me what your time frame is. <laughs> That's a, and we that's don't give investment big... advice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, would you buy the dip in Apple? That's, it's like me answering about, about myself. So I, I, I would. It depends on my, my trading um, intent. So am I trading it for X period of time or what? So That's it right there. That's it right yeah. there. All right. As, as far as the SPX, uh, the indices, um, from last Friday, I usually issue some iron condor setups. And the box that says 226 
is my interpretation of the expected range for the week based on the options prices. Uh, you can see the NASDAQ has hit its limit real quickly. Uh, the Dow is doing pretty well as far as having still a trigger line just above current price. And, but you know all the indices are well behaved inside the expected zones, except for the NASDAQ. It's done that before um, in the 129, but uh, you know it went back into the box basically. So if somebody sold the iron condor last Friday, they're still doing okay. Nick, okay, let's. I, I was going to jump in here. Just so, just let's take it back to you know some of the mega cap names, and I just want to get your thoughts here, and even technical thoughts here too. I mean, Amazon, Apple. We've been talking about it. Microsoft to a certain extent. Um, Facebook. There's so many names of the big mega caps that really didn't participate in the last like three, four, or five month rally, and now they're selling off significantly. What are your thoughts here, just on big mega cap? Some of the valuations were a little stretched, but you know it's not like we're buying a hundred times sales on Amazon, like you said before. What are your thoughts here? Is this stuff you would look at, you know, potentially writing, you know, downside puts here. Are you looking at any of these stocks, like saying they, that, you know, eventually there's some a level here where I wouldn't mind owning these? Yeah, there are there are definitely levels, but there's no rush to do anything because they all have to trade within the overall market prism. So if the market's correct, nothing is going to hold up. Okay. Um, so, so I, I still own VIX calls, like I've been saying, um, and I can't believe how much pushback I'm getting on that one because people are looking at it like a trade, like, oh, why is it red today? I was like, why are you looking at it today? <laughs> so uh, do you, do you consider your car insurance every month? Hey, it's losing me money. Well, if it's not losing me money, it means I crashed my car. So, um, if you think you, you need insurance, you don't buy insurance all the time, but we are at all time highs under extremely bad economic conditions. And if you don't believe me, ask yourself, why the hell is the Fed uh, and the government spending $5 trillion to bail us out? And, and another $1.9 trillion now in panic and, and Yellen making comments like, you know, uh, like, like the world is ending. Meanwhile, Main Street is flush with cash because the government is just um, flooding everything with uh, free money. So I, I keep using my son as an example. He's 19. He has an hourly job, and he makes more money sitting at home. I'm just saying. Yeah. So uh, how can you convince somebody who's 19, no, you got to get off your ass and go out there at 5 in the morning in order to earn less than what the government's going to pay you staying at home? Yeah. Well, this is uh, a problem we've had in Canada for years. <laughs> yeah. So socialistic behavior. If you said, if you listed all the, the, the programs that are going on right now, without listing the country, you wouldn't guess this was the number one capitalist country in the world. I have no doubt saying that. I mean, I say that with complete confidence. The number of, of free programs that are going on right now, uh, bailout programs and all of that. So this is a conundrum we're in. You know, we're doing so well because there's so much help and the Fed is, we think it's in control, but it's not because we've been talking about runaway rates for a while and inflation comes finally shows up in the CPI somewhere. I don't know. But there's definitely definite inflation out there. You can no longer go out and buy a Corolla under 10000 You used to not too long ago. Uh, you can't probably buy it under 20000 anymore. So this is just one aspect of it. Um, so all these mega caps work on dips. Value is there. They're not super expensive. They haven't participated to a degree. But for example, this is Amazon's weekly chart, right? So it had, this is about five years worth of business. It yeah. had a nice plateau and a breakout from it. So there's nothing wrong with going sideways. That's how you... Uh, Consolidation. 
yes consolidation. consolidation and look at it this red blue is just a simple trend um the simple regression line so instead of having a dip to revert to the mean it just goes sideways until time passes and it reverts to the mean right. by just going sideways yeah so it's not a bad thing and if i have profits in high flyers i would roll into some good stocks that are not participated because they were either either fall and they would fall slower than the other ones or finally uh, rotate uh, rotation from the high flying stuff from stonks to stocks <laughs> so that's that, oh, that's great you should trademark that from stonks to stocks because that's that's exactly what's happened people have been going into every name paying 80 100 times sales or you know going into this speculative small cap name that doesn't even have a chance of making a profit there because these stocks were ripping higher and going higher yeah. those were stonks and so then maybe there will you... be that rotation into stocks you're kind of seeing it you know into this value trade people going yeah. from stonks to stocks i love that but short term i don't mind trading all these high flyer names you know we piled into palantir on the dip that was a no-brainer and it yeah. was an immediate huge win overnight and this is where you sell covered calls on pops like that because it's just their juice. Nick, what about selling puts in Tesla here? Uh, I don't want to own the shares, but that would be a great way for somebody that loves to buy the shares lower. Um, I did, I would sell a put spread to test it out. And the, the binary way of doing that, if you know a support level and if it's close to here, you sell it right here and you collect half the bounty, which is not my usual way of doing things. But this gives you the least amount of money at risk with with the coin flip ish ta- uh, 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 odds versus going lower for an 85 percent odds of success, but creating bigger dollars at risk. Because if it continues falling, then you lose more dollars, even though you had exactly. higher odds. Yep. So, yeah, I don't mind it for some for the right person. So but I, I don't I, want to own Tesla shares because um I don't want to. And, when you're uh, writing puts, and this is what I love about Nick Shaheen, is a lot of times you're doing the put spread, though, that you're not yeah. writing a strike yeah. and then hoping that's just not going to go there. You're writing a strike and then buying a lower one just in case the SHIT hits the fan, correct? Yes. because And sometimes I write a temporary put. So I did that last year in my worst idea ever, which is to buy the uh, falling knife in U.S. Steel when it was falling still. I sold a $9 put to July, and there were a few months until then. And then I, I immediately had uh, seller's remorse. I was like, wait, I don't want to own the shares. So I bought an April 2nd or 5th um, $8 put, and it fell to 4 So <laughs> thank God I did you. that. Saved you. Yeah. So, uh, be, be, yeah. so if, I don't, if I don't want to own the shares, I'm not going to create uh, risk for myself. So, so I've noticed on these, like, uh, what do you call these, uh, sending scallops where – the markets or the, the the charts rally and then they take a little dip. It was very obvious in the IWM and they were buying almost exactly the 50% retracement of every extension. So uh, keep that in mind. Like this one, Tesla is falling precipitously, but look, it rallied precipitously and nobody asked why. But now it's falling into a couple of candles that pay, I would pay attention. This is just a daily chart. It's nothing fancy. So yeah. the candle right here is at 697. Well, we fell below it. And this one, and this whole cluster. So I have a note to myself here. Um, alert weekly candle. So this must be an important weekly candle. What price is that? Uh, that is 607, 608. So th- that's where I put my, you know, it's not always the actual scientific numbers. So I add a little eye to it. But yeah. this is a nice support cluster here. By support, I put that in quotes because look at the rally. I mean, is this the 50% ex- extension of that? Let's see. 
this is. This cluster right here is a 50% of this. Are you uh, talking about the 400 and 900 move? Yeah, from right I, here. Yeah. From this plateau on to here, this, is, this here is 50%. So what's wrong with giving back that? Uh, nothing. The and the, break, the, breakdown, the breakdown in Tesla was right here, by the way. And I, ha I thought it would fall this much and stop. Those were my arrows. It overdid it, which is fine. Um, and I drew these earlier too. So these are levels of contention. And this is a nice doji right here. So they're slicing through it overnight. We'll see what, what the action is like during the day. Actually, look, this, this is where it is right now on the screen line. Uh, it's it's cutting through a lot of support levels here today, Tesla. But you know, it's it's again, it's you know, yeah. I mean, it's going to be more volatile. It's exactly it, Joel. You know, you, you're you're coming into stocks, and these feel great. Tesla going up three four percent when the market's only up one percent. But we know when the market turns, these are going to go down a lot faster. So I mean, you got to know what you're in, and you know, there's risk involved in stuff like this. Could this be another buy in the dip opportunity? It could be, you know. But you know, again. You know, if you if you're you're trading like Nick, you know, you, you got to protect yourself somewhat too. So, so, so here here's a, a a lesson for your viewers. This cluster right here. So this is these are volume profiles on the here. So everybody knows volume bars down there. This is the same information, only it's more useful because it tells me at what level they happened. And this orange line right here automatically draws itself as the place where most trading happened for this period of time. So, if if prices are falling into a busy um, place, it's going to be support because if there's an imbalance of buyers or sellers, there'll be more balanced here. So if something is falling, it's going to find balance. Not saying it's a hard floor, but it's just saying it's like muck. It's going to go and then decide to fall down or bounce. All right, Nick Shaheen is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. You can find more by going to that site, find more of Nick's thoughts, his insights, his trades. Nick, thanks, thanks a lot. Nick. I appreciate the opportunity. Good show, Thanks, folks. Sir. Very good show. Fun. It's always more fun when the market goes down. All righty. No, uh, Spencer. Not, not really, no. Tongue. Come on, no, Spencer. Not really. You're un-American. <laughs> Spencer, you're one of those evil shorts. Betting against America. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm evil. All right. Do, do you guys, do you want to do a couple earnings? Or do you want to just go through? Uh... Earnings? Yeah, yeah if okay. you want. I mean, I mean we, we, we got Home do Depot. Do the big guns. Big guns. We got Home Depot. That counts. Yep. That counts for something. That's not nothing. Report on the wrong day. The wrong day. Wrong day. She I don't care what the earnings look like. It's probably going down. I'll tell you. It was a good report. They'd be on the EPS. They'd be on their sales, and they get good guidance. Look at that. Wrong and day. And they raised their dividend. Look at that. Wrong day. <laughs> so, anyways, they can't do nothing. They're scheduled to report, so they report. And it's down six bucks. I'm sorry. They did not provide guidance. I take that back. But good earnings. 268, you're coming into a lot of support in here. 260 to 265. It's still a company that is firing on all cylinders. I don't own it. If I owned it, I'd be holding on to it through this. But, I mean, anything can get ugly. you got to know your risk parameters there. But I think you find support in the 260s, like low, lower 260s maybe. And maybe you get a flush. Maybe it gives you an opportunity to get in a decent name. This is a blue chip stock. Yeah, this I don't own this one, but I've owned Lowe's for a while. And... This is just kind of, I mean, this has been chop and slop since December. I mean, look at this. It's the accordion chart there. So this is uh, too bad they didn't do a stock split or something. I, I would just, really, this 260 to like 285 range, I mean, you're throwing darts, and you're almost in the almost in the middle of that area. Pre, I just keep an eye on the pre-market low. Dennis mentioned that area. That's 265. 
you're three bucks away. If you get through that, oh, there's three lows here, but you cut it through during the pre-market. Where, what are these three lows at? 267. I mean, that doesn't even look like a bad area. All the 260s 260. look sick. Lower, yeah. All of it. 260 to it's 270 look like you're coming like, into what, support zone. Yeah. So I, I, I don't mind it down here. It's I don't like calling bottoms. I don't like buying, you know, on an earnings report on a day that everything's getting crushed. You know, they can really get slammed. But this thing got down the lower 260s for whatever reason. Just got silly. Um, oh, look at the monthly here. Yeah, look at the monthly. Long term, you... this isn't trades. Buying stocks, yeah. you know, here it's tougher. You know, yeah, you could get a bounce, but I, I don't mind. Too this shit. is still like a company it. that's doing well. Home Depot is doing well. So, and you it does that, well in all environments. You know that refrigerator that I was trying to get forever? You know, we tried uh, a local place, and then I don't know why Lisa tried Sears or whatever. Then finally we just canceled everything. We went to Home Depot. We got it within a week. Oh, Home Depot's this rock. Except there. it didn't have uh, bins for the freezer. I got yelled at for that. I didn't check. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, we got a few Next. minutes ne- here. You want to do another Next earnings? Quick. Yeah, don't, not, not such a weird chart, though. Please, Spencer. Not such a weird chart. I don't control the charts. What about man? NLS? Nobody, you know, because this thing's getting crushed. What? All right. That, that's not where I was going to go, but okay. No, I know, but this is interesting because you have ever, it's a crowded trade and everybody getting to the home gyms. It reversed yesterday, and I you rarely see this. The stock just gave back all of its gains, like, in yeah. literally two days. It went from its high at 31 down to 22. 18 to 20? Are home gyms going away? I well, don't think well, so. well, check check this out. Check this out. So not only did they give good good, uh, well, it was a, it was an okay report. EPS beat sales missed, but they gave good guidance. They said Q1 sales are going to increase 55 to 75 percent year over year. Just killing it. And remember, Q1 does include the very beginning of the pandemic last year, right? They made 97 cents in the quarter. It's a 22 dollars yeah. stock. I mean, uh, this is, you know, bonus time for them. They're probably, you know, once we get out of COVID, people are going to go back to the gyms. They're not going to go home gym. But some of these people like their home gyms, and you know. So did everybody just buy their home gym and they're not going to have sales again? Maybe that's what they're talking about. But holy mackerel. Talk about going from bliss to piss in two days. 31 to 22. Here's a stock that was, you know, kicking around. It's 52-week high. And boom, you know, it gives back basically 25% in two days. Incredible fall. Gets in the lower twenties, I think you got buyers. Yeah, I do too. I mean, yeah. if anything, if people, I don't know what the short interest in it, but that's a pretty big windfall. I like this one. I like this in the twenty twenty two area, definitely. Yeah, definitely. What else we got? Let's go to the chat. Do ticker time for like. Yeah, job your tickers in they, the chat. What do they want to uh, talk? Videos and fun. So what to buy today? We've been saying what to buy today <laughs> for the last like twenty minutes. We've been saying. Um, I've given you lots of buys. We've given you, we've given you stuff. Okay. Um, I saw someone in chat say today is their second time listening to the show. That's great. You love it. Hit that like button. Show us some love via the like button. We appreciate that. Okay. Tickers are flying now. What are they talking about? They're talking about. Oh, okay. Interesting. 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 Uh, Carnival. Guys, what about the reopening uh, stocks yesterday? Yeah. What about the airlines and the cruise lines yesterday? Sucks. Hard not to ring the register there, too. I mean, this has been rotation station. 
Do you think that the rotation is going to continue to go into the reopening and not eventually going to have a little hiccup there? we got the South African strain. I'm long NCLH. That was a ridiculous move yesterday. Um, that gets back up near 30, I think. You know, maybe it's time to lighten up. It's been a good move. I did buy some Boeing yesterday. Um, it gave it back. Uh, does it give you a second chance? Um, you know, it's not good that it didn't go over 220, so I'm not liking Boeing as much as I did yesterday. It was a nice – it was a good trade right off the hop if you got it right off the hop. Um, so – what was the original question? I really went on a bad tangent there. Uh, CCL. Oh, yeah. So this is going back to the, the carnival. They did an <laughs> offering last night. La, you know, did it get bought? Probably. But holy mackerel, it's been <laughs> a good run here, too. So, you know, where's the pricing? You know, we got to find out where that pricing is. What happens with today? I mean, if, you know, we didn't have an offering here, it'd probably be higher because they're you know going into this. Not necessarily the carnival's value, but they're going in this full reopening trade the last few days. So it gives it back. I think you find buyers down here for it. It's a, it's a perfect time to do an offering. Stock's hot. They were ready. I mean, you think about how GameStop wasn't ready. CCL was ready. I mean, it gets a nice two-day pop, and they do an offering. They were ready to rock and roll. They need money. You know, they've still got to finance ships that aren't on the water. They need money. So eventually we're going to all go cruising again. I, that's why I was on NCLH. I thought so, but, you know, maybe it's still the case. So I kind of like the pullback on CCL, but I'm not striking right now. No. It's, it's, uh, run, it's run pretty far. I like CCL down at 20 to 22. At yeah, 25, we'll, it's a little bit. We'll get, the, we'll get the price later on. A big run. You know, see where the price is, see how the street reacts to it. Uh, I mean, RCL was up 7 bucks yesterday, and they lost 5 bucks. If they lost 10 bucks, would it have been up 14 points? I mean, that was We called just... that too, though, RCL. I thought yeah. that was kind of stock. That, that, I'm like, that's the kind of stock they're going to buy. Set it yesterday. Was uh, flat big move. Big yeah, move. Yeah, it was a good big move. move. Yeah. That was time to ring the register. You're going to move 10% move intraday? Probably time to ring the register. I mean, I'm looking at a lot of stocks, like this value, this rotation. You're seeing banks all trading higher today. I'm feeling like ringing the register on all that stuff. Who so was you making can see, fun I'm of... kind of more of a lighten up here as opposed I to am, me too. Like everyone's like, bit. oh what to buy, what to but buy. But I'm not I lightening up buy. on my you know my apples bye, and my bye, Amazons. Bye bye bye. Uh, bye bye bye. Uh someone was making fun of me about Neo uh last week and they called me like a boomer when it was just hanging out here at the sixty dollar level. Well now whew, man oh man I, where's this thing gonna stop? Now it's under fifty, took out this support you got a lot of air in this thing. Man, look at those four days up there. Maybe we got a date uh, with the lower 40s, and then they were also making fun of me about Bumble. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> How'd that, how did they come? Oh, look at that. Oh, I'm a boomer. Look at that. He must be a boomer. He doesn't like Bumble or Neo. Right there, I buddy. mean, this kind of stuff's getting hit. Are these stocks going to bounce back? They might. Who was that? Step up in the chat. Who was that? Again, I'm not coming in, and I just want to reiterate here. You know, I said I'm lighting up. I'm looking at the stocks that are up today, like this rotation of value, and I'm selling those names. The oil stocks, there's so much crap. Like the stuff that we hated, that the market hated last year, that has run and run and run and run. And, I mean, it feels like now's the time to ring the register on oil, banks, you know, people are crowding into that stuff this morning. I think they're doing it backwards. I think the easy money was already made there. Oil has run. I mean, ExxonMobil has run substantially. What do you want? It was 33 bucks. It's 55 Oil's still in secular decline. I mean, you, you've got opportunities here to lighten up other names. Am I coming and selling my Amazon, my Apple today? No. 
But if I was long Exxon Mobil, I don't know any oil stocks. I was I would be selling them last week, but you know they keep going up here. The retailers, the banks, the you know the you know, there's a lot of names here that were just hated, and now they're loved all of a sudden. You're buying them now, man. Sold to you. Should, should we all right, do? we've gone overtime here. Yeah. We don't want to run into uh, the the next programming thing. No, here. actually, we have we have some time. Yeah, technical is not till nine thirty. But again, just to recap for everyone, we're doing different streams for every show. So, uh, as, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to hang out with Mitch on on this stream for okay. the, the next twenty or so minutes, and uh, and then we're going to pivot over to get technical. The link for that stream is in the chat. It's pinned. I'm putting it in there. Once again, I just put it in there twice. Whoops. Um, and let me just get rid of that. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Uh, so, but I'm going to hang out, uh, you know, okay. until then. You guys have any final thoughts before before we sign off for, for pre-market prep just on, on today? I, I like the idea of buying some dips on some good names. You know, like if you're in, you know, you're looking for opportunities, you're getting some opportunities on some good names. I've given you a couple. I like Zynga. And if you want to get down during the SPACs, I like that one from Chris Catchy, LFTR, because I think it's going to be a crypto SPAC. And I think this will all pass. I think eventually, I still think Bitcoin is still, you know, Bitcoin's getting a pretty good dip here too. If you're not in Bitcoin, maybe it's something to think about. Um, again, not going all in because I'm not a big crypto guy, but I think, you know, getting off zero isn't a bad idea too, because I don't think the story's going away. So some of the storied stocks that have been absolutely hammered are getting really, really hammered here today. And it feels like they're all getting oversold. I mean, Sun Powers went from 50 Look at SunPower. It's went from $57 to 31 in two and a half weeks. I mean, it coming into support area here at 30. So I just sold mine at 51. I feel like we're buying it at 30 here today. So there are some good names. And these are high risk. You're, 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 you're catching a falling knife or on, on SunPower. But there are some good, decent names in growth. I would say if you're coming in buying value today, I think you're doing it backwards. I think you got some guts and not necessarily buying like the Jemias and the crazy stuff, but you know, some decent names that have really sold off and the Sun Powers of a ridiculous valuation too, but it's sold off to an extreme level. So like you look at Pinterest, it's hardly sold off. So, you know, just buying that initial dip on Pinterest isn't as attractive as maybe some buying some of these that have really sold off. They could turn and they could bounce. So I think adding a little bit of risk if you're if you've been underweight risk this is the opportunity to add a little bit in in, in a, you know it's just picking a little bit at a time don't cough. go all in Fang. yeah, cough. It, cough. yeah. Fang. It just cough. It, it just for me i'm just gonna go like overall mark well big turn in oil we were at 63 bucks and now we're down 40 cents oh, yeah. so oil turn maybe that's put... a day man i think I, this well, is you... the time to sell oil today uh, uh, just my I, thoughts time to sell i think today. yesterday you got you know you had the down open and it did some shaking bake and then it had a nice rally and it rallied for majority of the day until the last hour i don't think you're going to get that today i think too many people are stuck off the big down open and i think if at least you know wait if you know if you're trying to buy like the broad market you know wait maybe wait for an undercut of the pre-market low and then come back above it i don't have a lot of a lot of good next level i have is um the next true daily low is 38.11 and a quarter. I don't think we're going to get that low, but I don't think the market's going to bail you out just buying the open here and just rallying back to flat. So that's that's what I'm looking at. So, all right, we'll let you guys uh, finish up here. You can bring Mitch on and uh, 
I'll yeah, be back at three thirty. I just want to say again, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. I, did, I didn't even use a soundboard today. I used it like one time. Come on, Spencer. Give me a soundboard to go out with. I just what do you got? It. Oh, I talked over it. Yeah. No. That, that's what Homer I get. Simpson? That's Homer what I get Simpson? for not using more sounds. I mean, come on. Disney, Disney's going to sue us now. Killing me. You're killing me. That's I think you got to turn. Can you turn those up a little bit? I think uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to okay. go in and make them louder. In the All right, guys. Man. Have a good one. All right. Uh, thanks, Joel. Thanks, Dennis. Hit that like button. Hit subscribe. Hit share. Uh, and, and once again, Pure Market Prep is available as a podcast. It's on every major podcast platform, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tune in, and uh, that's it. Okay, so that was pre-market prep. Again, I, I, I'm going to say this a number of times throughout the day because we're trying something new, different streams for every video. Uh, so I'm going to hang out here, uh, bring Mitch on in a couple. We'll hang out till 930. Then we're going to pivot to uh, the next video, Get Technical. Here, I'll just show you. You can literally see if you want. This is our YouTube channel, right? YouTube.com slash Benzinga. You can see all of the upcoming live streams scheduled for today. See a couple people already waiting um, in, in a couple of them. That's great. So you, don't, you, you will no longer have to go back into an eight-hour video and try to find when your show started. If you only want to do charts with Neil, if you want to only want to talk SPACs with, with Chris and Mitch, nope, different stream for every video. We hope that makes it easier for you. Uh, so there is that. Okay. We didn't cover a lot on the news front this morning, and there is some news. So I, I just want to spend the next few minutes uh, going over that with you. Um, I saw somebody asking if he missed the conversation about ARC. Yeah, I rewind about, I think, about 820 Eastern time. We talked about ARC, maybe 815. I mean, it's no surprise, right? I mean, ARC is, is led the way up. And what leaves the way up often leaves the way down. Like the ARKW, which I own, is getting smacked around here this morning. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can pull up a pre-market chart. Yeah, I'm in the last few days, right? Thing was at, thing was at 190 a week ago. It's at 166. So you got to expect this stuff, right? You got to expect the high flyers to eventually pull back and lead the way when they're doing so. I, I saw this interesting tweet today for everyone freaking out about the market being down. Yeah, the, you know, the, the the stream is titled market getting crushed. It's a little facetious, right? Market's not getting crushed. Yeah, we're down. There's a lot of red on the screen, not a lot of green, but, but put this into perspective, right? This is a tweet from Michael Batnick, who uh, is an advisor at Ritholtz, uh, who I follow on Twitter. Uh, the S&P 500 has been within 5% of its all-time high for four straight months so yeah it hasn't really gone up a lot but it's been right there on the doorstep of all-time highs let me pull up the spy so you can see right you pull up a daily look at that yeah is it has it gone up a lot in the last few months no not really not compared to like march april may june july but we're right there we're we're, we're on the doorstep of all-time highs so so yeah it's a breather it happens right i'm i'm not freaking out um if you want to hear me freak out go back and listen to our shows from from march where where we all were freaking out uh this is totally normal right totally totally normal i i, I just i want to stress that yeah you, you're getting hit if you're overweight tech i'm overweight tech i'm getting hit pretty hard today right arkw what's the ibb doing 
That's not the IDB. NBA. Look at that. Yeah. Not a lot there. What about ESPO? Yeah. Ouch. What about, uh, I don't know. I've got a few other ones. That I'm sure they're all down because I own mostly tech stocks, right? So that's what happens when you, when you're overweight tech, it, it's great when you're going up. It's not so great when you're going down. So that, that, that's what I wanted to, uh, make sure you all know that. Right. I mean, I, I sort of cringe when, when, so when Neil says on, on his show, for example, that he's super overweight tech, like he, you know, so am I, but, and, and you have to know that this is par for the course. So yeah. If you're super long Tesla, if you're, if you're like all in on Neo, yeah, this is, this is the way it works. Nothing goes straight up. Uh, but at the same time, what Dennis was, was saying, look for good names you want to buy the dip on. This is maybe not the worst time to want to buy the FANG stocks. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, really any, any large cap stock. Google, uh, NVIDIA, AMD. There are worse times to buy those stocks than today. Not saying you necessarily should, but there are worse times. I mean, Shopify. If you weren't waiting for a pullback in Shopify, down like 200 bucks in the last week. Right. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to put this in perspective. I know it's tough when when you wake up and 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 you see Tesla, which was at what eight twenty five a couple of days ago. Now it's at six sixty seven. That's been that's a bad omen. He's, um, yeah, it, it looks bad. But if you're bullish long term. Why not buy the dip? Is, is all I'm saying, or at least consider it, right? And 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 maybe if you're looking at shorter term plays, Dennis was saying he would maybe consider uh, being contrarian today and selling selling into this rally, selling the names that have rallied, right? Selling um, the banks, for example, which have been relatively strong. Look at the XLF, not bad, not bad for the banks, pretty good. Look at Staples. Eh. I thought maybe Coke. Coke's done nothing. Oh, thanks for the charge, Mitch. I appreciate that. Pull the look at the XLF again. That's pretty damn good, right? Not bad. Hey, pullbacks so are to be expected, aren't they, Spencer? Yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely, pullbacks are to be expected. So I'm just trying to, you know, these days are more fun because they get your juices going a little bit. But I'm I'm trying to bring some. Bring some sanity to the madness, I, I, I hope. Um, because it's not actually that insane. Maybe it feels insane, but it, but it's, uh, it's it's really not. Okay, uh, I want to do a couple earnings, Mitch, and then I'm going to uh, hop off and get ready for Get Technical with Neil. Uh, but we, we covered Home Depot. I just wanted to do a few more. Who pays uh, attention to earnings? I, I like paying attention because earnings oh, always matter. Oh, Spencer does. Thank you. Thank I you. do. I do. I, I like earnings. So here's my Benzinga Pro. Big commerce. They're a high flyer. Uh, e-commerce name had earnings last night. They beat 12 cent loss per share versus a 14 cent loss per share estimate. Sales also beat 43 million versus 38 million dollars. They gave some guidance for the first quarter, as you can see right there. Sales guidance came in above estimates. Uh, operating loss in the 30. Three thirty-four million dollar range, uh, and sales guidance for the for the year came in above estimates. How is the stock doing today? Well, I better tell you. Yeah, it's a high flyer, right? It's an e-commerce name, so it's down. To be expected. 
the earnings don't matter today for big commerce, right? There are more important things weighing on the stock, like the overall market, than these earnings. Uh, but yeah, event, earnings matter in the grand scheme of things, which is why I like paying attention to them. I was like having an idea of, um, you know, of, of whether a stock beat or they missed. Let's do like Palo Alto, right? PANW had earnings last night. A beat, a beat, and a guidance raise. Well, doesn't matter for now. Doesn't matter for now in the short term. But again, if, you, if you're a fundamentals guy, which, which I am, you know, if you like technicals, great. Then tune in to get technical with Neil. He's all about charts. He's all about patterns. I'm not really about that. I'm about the fundies. I like the numbers. I like the earnings. It's good to know, right? So, yeah. And and who else reported here? I'm I'm blanking on some some other names. We had uh we had a bunch of energy names report. I don't think we care about that. But uh, we had we had Crocs report. We don't care about Crocs. Talk about Nautilus. Uh, Macy's reported. Let's take a look at Macy's. Well, my screen there, Benzinga Pro. I see those Macy's numbers. Interesting. So I don't know how comparable that EPS is. There must have been a weird adjustment there. They said they made 80 cents per share last quarter versus a 12 cent estimate. That that's there must be some adjustment because that would be a massive beat for Macy's. Sales 6.7 for 6.5 billion dollars. They gave guidance that's not comparable either. So I, I guess the sales guidance is more comparable, which is a, above estimates. All right. And Macy's, what what kind of a stock is it? It's not a high flyer. It's a laggard. It's a dog, right? These guys are smart. Oh, wait, not that one. Which one? This thing's been a total dog. Total dog. It's actually up today. Look at that. That's how it goes, right? It's one of those days. Contrarian day. Contrarian day. Okay. 917, I've, I've been ignoring chat. I apologize. Uh, HLX had great earnings. Let's take a look at HLX. I have not seen those numbers. I don't even have it in the news feed because it's so small. What about the calendar? Always on the calendar. Yep. Three cents per share versus an eight cent loss estimate. Sales of 159 versus $152 million. So a beat and a beat for HLX. I don't know what kind of a stock this is. Take a look. Okay. Let me pull up a longer term chart. Get get a feel for it. Oh, ooh. okay. So it, so it's a laggard. It's a laggard. This thing has no volume pre market, right? Why would it? Got some, I guess. But it's not bad. I mean, you know, the, the laggards are, are, are going to lead today. The leaders are going to lag today. For now, that could all change on a dime, right? Nine thirty, ten o'clock comes around. That could all. That can all change like that, like like a ninety degree switch. But for for right now, that's 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 the story of the day. You know, it's looking interesting. Um, what at least up on the day are insurances, insurance companies like uh, it, Aflac, and... all the financials. It's yeah, all of them. I mean, here, uh, what's in the what, what's in the XLF? Let's look at the top holdings in the XLF here. This is a. My favorite sites besides Benzinga Pro. Seen some hotels up also. So, yeah, let's look at like American Express. That's not an insurance, but like American Express. I mean, I bet you that's up. I mean, yeah, hey, it's, it's, it's up seven cents. It's basically flat. That's up though. 
right? When, when the market's down like this, being flat, that's up. That counts as up. So, yeah, insurance all around. No Aflac sound, Vegas. Uh, we'll have to, I, I got a lot of work to do on the soundboard. I got a lot. I spent a lot of time this weekend on that, and I got a lot more uh, sounds to find. So soundboard is a, is a work in progress, but I, I will get there. Uh, Lemonade is an insurance play, but it's also like a high flyer, right? It's, it's a recent IPO. Um, so really what we're talking about is stodgy insurance plays. Like, um, Mitch, what did you say? You, you said you. Aflac? You, yeah, yeah. So, so you got Travelers, TRV, you got Aflac, AFL, you got MetLife, MET, you got uh, yeah. Chubb, CB. Um, super yeah. stodgy. Any, like, super stodgy, right? Like, um, like what about Prudential? Super, yep. that's, Perfect. That's PRU. PRU, that's the one. Super stodgy, right? Mm-hmm. Up four cents today. Just another stop. one, uh, another sector to talk yeah. about would be yeah. media and publishing. So you can look at Discovery, uh, even even Comcast. But I, I, mean, I like we, that Discovery chart. D I S C A. Man, yeah. look at look, that. Look at the daily on this. All right, let's go to daily. Oof. This is why that Discovery Plus. Oh my goodness! Might have been a good now. goodbye there. <laughs> Discovery, really? I kind hey, of Discovery track of this Plus, thing. man. Hey, we talked about Viacom. Same story. It's the same chart. It's the same exact. Chart, Viacom and Discovery. They look identical. Let me pull it back. You know what? No, let me just compare them. Look at that. Same freaking chart. Anyway, all right. I got it. I got an interesting chart in that area, but it's media. New York Times, NYT. Hey, traditional media, right? Anything that's not sexy. Let me get rid of that that uh, that Viacom. Yeah, anything that's not sexy, which New York Times is definitely not sexy, right? Doing okay right now. Yeah, that's, okay. that, that's what's showing up on the kind of if you look at the hot industries for the day. Yeah. All right, Mitch, I, I'm gonna hop off. Get ready for get technical again. I'm gonna say this for like the third or fourth time. All of our streams for the day are already up in our YouTube channel. The link. To watch Get Technical is pinned in the chat. If you're watching this on YouTube, just go to the chat on YouTube. The link is pinned there. Or go to YouTube.com slash Benzinga, and there is the link to watch Get Technical. I will be there. Neil will be there. And we'll be on with JC Pretz at 10 o'clock. So got a fun show prepared. And that's how it's going to work going forward. We hope you like it. If you, if you hate it, we'll change it. But for now... That's the, that's the way we do things. Uh, okay. If you're listening via podcast, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a good rest of your day. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.